0: I'm Peter Martin.
1: And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast.
0: Daily jazz advice coming at you.
1: That's right. Good to be back. We're back. Back new, in the pod cave. New week. We've been in the pod cave already this morning quite a bit. Just yeah. getting ready for this spectacular episode that's about to happen.
0: That's right. Well, don't oversell it, but I, <laughs> I, I like your optimism. What, don't oversell long-winded jazz interviews? <laughs> this is great. So this is, right, 7... Favorite Interviews with Jazz Musicians. Okay, I'm looking at the title. Is this seven of our favorite interviews? No, it's just seven favorites. Seven favorite interviews. (laughs) It should
1: say seven of our. No, that's okay. No, I'm changing it right here. It's global. (laughs) Seven of our favorite interviews with jazz musicians. I was reminded of this great um, interview, really interesting interview with Keith Jarrett that was on um, uh, the NPR, the National Public Radio Program, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. It aired like in 2000. So quite a while ago, but he had just got over um, his chronic fatigue syndrome that yeah. he was kind of dealing with in the 90s. CFS. And, I mean, he just talks about all this great stuff about about pianos. Like, there's a part in the interview where he talks about um, he's recording the solo piano album at his home, and he's got this Steinway, and he was working with a Steinway tech to try to take the break out of the action mm. of the piano. So, like, you know, the break, for those of you who aren't pianists, is... If you press down softly enough, slow enough, the, the key will reach it and, and the, the hammer won't strike. And Keith hates that.
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on just a second. Nerd alert, nerd alert, yeah, nerd, alert. Totally nerd alert, nerd yeah.
1: alert. <laughs> uh, it it's, Was it's, he successful? He said they, they, they developed the systems of weights and pulleys <laughs> for the piano action. Wow. <laughs> it's very Keith Jarrett here. So awesome. we'll play just a little bit of the beginning, just him talking about his childhood. Two thousand. You started taking lessons, piano lessons, when you were three, which which I think is uncommonly early. Why did your parents get you a teacher at such a young age? Well, uh, they discovered I had perfect pitch. So um, How did they discover that? Uh, the, well, there was an old converted player piano. Uh was just in the house, and I think no one really played it at all. And I ended up sitting at the piano picking out melodies that were coming out of the radio wow um, yeah it's, it, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating interview it's only about 20 minutes long it's not very long
0: I mean Terry Gross what you know what an incredible interviewer yeah and Keith Jared, I mean I could just listen to him talk about music and I like I like there's already a little allusion to some piano privilege in his background which <laughs> is know. awesome you know perfect pitch of three piano player piano in the household yeah you know nur- nurturing environment um but you know it's such an amazing amazing interview. i haven't heard it since around that time, so I'm so glad you brought it back i'm gonna i'm gonna dive back in
1: yeah and we'll um we'll actually put some links on here uh in a um on the uh on the uh the you'll hear it dot com we'll some, set up some links for nice. some folks nice so, so a little maybe, resource little resource yeah that's good
0: so that's number one yeah on fresh air. okay number two this is uh one of my favorite interviews of, of all time, very controversial, and as we were talking about this subject uh, and planning for this, I kind of dove back into it because I hadn't read it in a while, and through the magic of, you know, the internet, you can find everything, yeah. and that's an interview in 1985 in a little periodical called Musician Magazine, which you may not know about. I do not know about Yes, it. this was the big thing in the 80s. But the whole thing was, it was not a jazz magazine. It was just truly about music. Sweet. Um, So jazz would only occasionally get in. And, And my recollection, and I just found the text to the interview. I didn't even find the cover. But I can still remember. I probably have it somewhere at my mom's house. But... The cover, it was like, you know the part that goes above the the title, like musician? Mm-hmm. It, it'll be like a headline up there. Not mm-hmm. the main headline and picture, but above it, it was like, Winton versus Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, super click. It was like clickbait, you yeah. know, clickbait 80s style, you know. I'm trying to sell
1: some magazines by that's pitting right.
0: two jazz greats against each other. Right, but it was sort of rare for jazz to appear in that, magazine at all so it was like a big deal and this was 85 a big year for like Wynton and Herbie and sort of the jazz young lions there yeah. Wynton was on the Grammys playing classical music and jazz and he made some that might have been in 84 but it was shortly before this interview he really made some waves because he said some disparaging things um some what could be considered as elitist things imagine that Wynton no but just you know he said some things about pop music yeah, and yeah. After playing classical music in like a tuxedo and then like, you know, some killing jazz quintet stuff, you know, three minutes each, like a little <laughs> excerpt. Yeah, it was crazy. So what,
1: the magazine musician,
0: what what are they usually, it was like Michael Jackson or what? Like... Yeah, it, would just, it was pretty much just pop stuff and, I mean, really nothing ever classical, maybe very occasionally something jazz. So not a lot of musicians, really. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, elitist <laughs> much? I like it. Uh, but no, but I was just looking back over it. I won't read the whole thing, but there was some funny things like... I mean, they definitely were trying to bait them. So the interview starts out, um musician says, we don't want to get you guys into an argument. That's the beginning of the article. <laughs> and Herbie says, oh, we won't. We never argue. And Marsalis, I would never argue with Herbie. Um, but then they talk about, like, the first question is about um, uh, uh, blah, 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 something about Wynton Marsalis and why was he so great and so much better than someone else. And Herbie says he was a better human being. <laughs> <laughs> and and Winton says because Louis Armstrong's technique was better. So it was like a lot of stuff like that. And then they asked him about the whole thing about what he said on the Grammys and stuff and kind of what he thought about Herbie dabbling in, in. – I mean, basically, he says, "Winton is just like, you know, it was pretty obvious what I was saying because he wasn't specific about what kind of music he was disparaging on the Grammys. Yeah. And he's like, I wasn't really talking about pop music because everybody already knows pop music is way worse than jazz and classical. Woo. Yeah. I mean, it, this, is the, this is the mid 80s, baby. Oh, shoulder pads for the <laughs> ladies, shoulder pads <laughs> for the men. For the fellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a free. It was like the Wild West.
1: <laughs> Dang. All right. Yeah. I'm, I definitely got to read that. Yeah. All right, for our number three, this is a great interview that was put out. Um, I mean, it's it's been around for a while. It's, it's an interview with John Coltrane from 1966. Mm. Um, this great PBS show called Blank on Blank made an animation of the interview. What happened was um, uh, f- this, I believe he's a journalist named Frank... Kofsky uh, took the train out to Long Island to spend the day with John Coltrane. He brought brought along a tape recorder. They're basically just driving around, running errands, Mm. talking about music and life, and I'll play a little bit. And there's a really, you can't see this... Uh, obviously here because this is an audio podcast. I don't know if you're aware of that. No,
0: but big shout-out to YouTube. Big What's sh- up? <laughs> you, but YouTube, won't even see? Oh, that's it. right. They won't I'm see it. The They'll see us reacting to it.
1: There's a great animation that goes along with this, but the interview, even if it's just the audio, is unbelievable. Here's a little bit of that. Do
0: you live far outside of uh, wherever we are now? Well, I guess I'm about four or five miles down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: really sound like Farmer John. <laughs>
0: yeah man when i come up here and i have to all get everything i'm gonna get i gotta go to the store and do all that because i don't want to come back
1: up here it. it's just so cool to hear train's voice to hear yeah. him talk about going to the store you know what i mean right. and then they end up they end up talking about giant steps and, and getting into more musical things but it's only five minutes long it's definitely worth uh worth a look on youtube it's wait cool.
0: you're telling me john coltrane went to the store I know, like a normal. Did he put on pants and just, put on shoes like a regular human? Just like us, he didn't
1: just appear out of the stars. <laughs> Don't one burst day my bubble, and buddy. Then just disappear into the stars after he was done playing, though. No.
0: And then this, yeah, the animation is great that goes with it. Um, and uh, it, was this wasn't this the the inspiration for our little early you'll hear it animation? Funny series? enough, this yeah. was the
1: inspiration. You can go check out. We have one of our you'll hear it episodes. We had our fabulous intern Clara animate. Our episode on how to be, become a better composer that's right and uh it's we
0: can up, link to that as well
1: yeah we'll link to that as well right. we, it's up on 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 youtube yep. uh, and uh, it's not an interview it's just us bsing as yeah. usual <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the animation is killing right yeah it's, it's fun stuff good so, um so that's blank on blank blank on blank yeah nice all right so number four we've got um now, you put this one in, but I'm happy to oblige. Yeah, man. A little self-serving. Um, Gregory Hutchinson. This really was great, though. This was an interview I actually did with Greg Hutchinson for our, our um – our other podcast that's a little bit on hiatus called The Process.
1: Yeah, The Process got eaten up by the <laughs> daily...
0: By the, <laughs> you'll hear it. It got pushed <laughs> out like a but the like pro- an
1: angry shark. In. The Process was an interview podcast where you were interviewing great jazz musicians, and then I would edit it with music and, and really kind of make a production out of it. Yeah. Almost like a This American Lifestyle yeah. interview process and uh, getting stories and stuff like that. This, I picked this because I remember when, during the editing process of this, just... Your history together, you guys have known each other you know, your whole adult lives, yeah. and you've played so much with each other and played with a lot of the same people, and the storytelling was just at such a high level, and just your rapport between each other I thought was just amazing. I really do think it's worth checking out this interview. You can uh, subscribe to The Process, of course, anywhere you subscribe to. like You'll hear it or whatever, um, you know, and uh, it's on iTunes, on Google, Google Podcast, whatever. Did you? Oh, we don't know. That's we, don't, we don't know if it's on Stitcher. Uh, here's just a little snippet from this uh, this interview Peter Martin did with Gregory Hutchinson. Generation, but to yeah. see
0: that that level.
1: I think you guys are talking about Ray
0: Brown, by the way, a mm. little context. Of facility and just inspiration and just effortlessness. And to think that, okay, maybe I'm not going to be Ray Brown, but to be able to be playing at that age, that was always inspiring. I mean, like I see Herbie and Chick Corea and pianists, but any instrument, you know, it, it really inspires us, I think, to think that we can be doing that and having fun and making a living for quite some time. Exactly, and you know, you you touched on something that is like, this is not, I was talking about this the other day. His level of musicianship and the way that he was able to get around the bass still at this time period that you're talking about was still by far, you know, uh, I, top two, mm-hmm. you know, like there was no let off to me And that beat, you know, we talk about having a beat and just uh, sometimes I felt like I was being like I was like the the sleigh and the dogs were pulling me like, oh, (laughs) and he just take take a couple of beats, boy. And if you weren't careful, you'd be lost.
1: It's so great, man. I just love hearing hearing you guys talk about, you know, some of the. Some of the legends that you all played with, and the stories are, are so great. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend. If you're if you're a fan of this podcast, you'll probably like the process. It's a little bit longer form.
0: Well, and you did such a wonderful job on you know bringing the music in and bringing those stories to life because they're always about music, you know, in yeah. some way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you did a did, did a wonderful. It's it's a whole multimedia extravaganza. It's that, a that's a,
1: it was a fun process to edit. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not as fun as sitting here every day <laughs> talking <laughs> to you <laughs> and then having Brianna and Andrew at it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good. So our next one is, um, you probably have seen this, if you've done any searching on YouTube for jazz interviews at all. Um, and this has made its way around social media all over the Internet. This is Oscar Peterson talking to Mike Douglas, an old chat show from, what is this, like 1975? I think that's Dick Cavett, though, actually. Is, is that Dick, Dick Cavett? Yeah.
0: I believe that's, that's Mr. Cavett. Let me see. Oh, my goodness. That's okay. No, it is. It, it's Dick Cavett. Yeah, Dick Cavett. Dude, see, you're, you are young. you got to understand. I remember That's watching Dick Cavett when well, my dad and mom were watching it. He was like, like the hip 70s. one, right? 70s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, you know what it was? It was a whole other thing. 70s shows. I mean, you had Richard Pryor had a show, what? a talk show for a really? while. Yeah. They let yeah. him have a talk I show? I know. That was crazy. Like a big one. It was like ABC or C. I mean, oh, it was man. like. Um. You know Johnny Carson, of course. I mean, used to have a bunch of hip jazz stuff on there. The band, I mean, look at the band. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dick, that, that was Dick Cavett.
1: Sorry, apologies to Dick Cabot, uh for for calling you out on as being Mike Douglas. That's it's a all good. Whole other Mike dude. Douglas was hip too. All right. Well, so here's a little bit, a, a little snippet of that interview with Oscar Peterson. It basically turns into a piano lesson. In fact, <laughs> on YouTube, it's called Oscar Peterson <laughs> Piano <laughs> right. Lesson.
0: Tatum just for the stride example. piano of, of uh, Tatum or people of that era is, yeah. the, is the ability to play the background for yourself and make it work like a rhythm section thumb, thumb, thumb. as
1: opposed That's to when cursed. you play with a rhythm section mm-hmm. where you would just hold a chord usually or punctuate with a chord and play because the drummers it's great to watch this interview <laughs> on video too because the ease at, with, at, at which Oscar is doing this at this period
0: is yeah. so inspirational. I mean, yeah. he's just. It's just like the hippest professor and most accomplished professor ever, and you're just <laughs> sitting there with him. <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> piano, jazz Piano 101 with Oscar Peterson. Oh, man. And I mean, Dick Cavett's great. And it's like totally like long form in prime time. Yeah. I mean, it was another era for like, you know, the length and depth that an interview could go into. I mean, it's, it it does still exist now, but not on network television, I don't believe. Although, actually, we don't get any of the network television uh, networks at my home, so I couldn't really tell you what's going on now. Yeah. Netflix. Yeah, that, Netflix I, got some good... Some yeah, actually, Netflix, stuff going David on. Letterman has a long-form interview yes. show that's really good. And it's like old school. It I mean, is. that's the way all these things used to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but now every other interview show, you know, they're in a car, they're going to get coffee. they're Right. On a horse. Well, I kind of like the coffee car. I and do, I do. Yeah, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> All right, what do we got next?
0: Okay, uh, next we have – this is kind of an interview, but it's, it's uh, a little bit more. It's uh, Christian McBride, A Day in the Life. And I love this, getting into sort of videos and what can be done – And, you know, anything Christian, like all his interviews on NPR, on his show, on the, you know, Jazz Night in America, the stuff that he moderates, and when he's interviewed other musicians, he is so good on either side of the mic. Yeah, yeah. um, As the interviewer or the interviewee, uh, because he's such a great storyteller. And I got to tell you from, like, being around him and knowing him for a long time, he is so authentic in an interview. Like, he is himself. He does not change. Yeah. And he's so interesting, engaging. Um, And then has all these great – not only great experiences himself, but has been around and is interested in so many different parts of music and pop culture and sports. I mean, you could – like, he's so into the Philadelphia – and he's Mr. Philadelphia, of course. (laughs) And he loves the Eagles. I'm like not even – I'm kind of anti-NFL football. We'll have another uh, show on that. I'm kind of turned my back on football, but – uh, go Saints! What's up? Where you at? Who that? <laughs> I was gonna say if the Saints make the playoffs, Ooh, you turn your back. That's and... that's why I turn my back. What happened last? No, no. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, Christian like can talk about the Eagles, and it's so interesting that yeah. you get like pulled in and yeah. you want to root for and stuff. Uh, but this video on YouTube, do you have a little bit of this queued up? The, I do. Day the life.
1: Here's just the, the beginning of it.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> then, wow, like, hi gang. That's so great. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Mister <Woodward's laughs> <laughs> neighborhood.
1: What? You are in Montclair, New Jersey at my humble home. Shout out Montclair. And rats, you guys are going to come in, and we're going to show you around. He just gives, like, a tour
0: of his house. But he goes through, like, his whole just day. Just a little bit. Can't show you everything.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen this, actually. He does go through his whole day. I could just listen to the guy talk about anything for yeah. a
0: while. He's got one of those
1: voices. Total well, radio, hi! <laughs>
0: total radio yeah. voice. Like, when he tries to be goofy like that, he's still cool. I know. And then, But he goes in, like, it's really cool, too, because he goes um, – I think he goes, does some of the radio program on there. or I know he goes to the Jazz Museum at Harlem because that was during the period when he was curating up there. And, and really, it almost if you didn't know him or know what he's about, you'd think this was whole, like a stage day because he <laughs> does something. But that's the way he is. Like, he's always doing all these projects, and he's doing them all super well. Yeah. And, like, he has – he's so – relaxed in everything that he does. Like, he never tenses up. Yeah. I mean, he says that he does, but you can't tell You can't it. tell. You can't tell. No, I remember
1: when he came in and he did lessons for us. You yeah. Know, he did his great course for us called The Fundamentals of Jazz Bass. And he just casually came in and, and just <laughs> killed this came right, airport, came right from the airport. He came right from the airport. He was just like, got out of his ba- got out of his base, wiped it down. He was like, all right, uh, cameras are rolling. Let's just go. And he didn't stop until like two days later. And we were like, everyone else is
0: exhausted. I know. And he's just like,
1: all right. On to the next thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely someone. I mean, some some jazz musicians, I'm like, a whole day in the life might not be that worthwhile. <laughs> but this is really some <laughs> It wouldn't be legal to <laughs> see. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This one's a nicely edited and, as I say, super authentic.
1: All right. Well, okay. So, I'm, this next one, i got to set up a little bit. Because okay. This, this is, is number
0: seven. So, this, this is a big one. <laughs> it's not a
1: whole necessarily an interview. This is from Ken Burns' jazz series. And, actually, shout out to the entire series of Ken Burns because there are a lot of great interviews throughout the whole series of a lot of great jazz musicians. Yep. This one is one of my favorite <laughs> clips of a jazz musician ever. Uh, it's, it's sort of, I forget what episode it was. It might have been like seven or eight. It was one of the later ones because they're talking about avant-garde jazz. And they spe- are, st- are specifically talking about Cecil Taylor, who actually likes Cecil Taylor and, and his whole vision for things. Um, but there's a, there's a point where they talk about his approach to, uh, how he approaches his audiences, and then they cut to Branford Marsalis. And it's just so satisfying. I'll, I'll just let it speak for itself here here to Cecil Taylor. Cecil Taylor once said that since he
0: prepared for his concerts, the audience should prepare too. That's total self-indulgent bullshit. Is I'm <laughs> I, mean, I love baseball. I'm not going to go and catch a
1: hundred grounders before I go to a game. <laughs> I mean, that's what we pay to see them do what they do, and to appreciate them. That was Bradford's take <laughs> on great. on Cecil asking his audience to prepare because he prepares, and I think that's so such a great Branford Marcellus answer to a question.
0: It's so logical too. Oh, Just the, the baseball, the analogy. baseball <laughs> analogy, because you know he
1: loves baseball too. So yeah, it's perfect. Oh, Branford. I mean, as well, as long as we're on the Branford. <laughs> The Branford train Ooh, getting a little
0: controversial. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, you know the famous one I'm talking about, right? Well, I mean, it's famous around here. I don't know how you know how 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 famous. We so, love Branford around here. We love Branford. No, big yeah. shout out to Branford. I, and I'll tell you, I met Branford when I was 14 years old, yeah. and um, he was so like for all the different stories, and I know there's that other interview that we didn't put on there where about the current state of jazz education where he's just Oh, I have it off, queued up. Oh, you, you do? <laughs> <laughs> where he's just blasting educators, students, like other players, like everybody, you know. I love it, man. <laughs> Bring it on. I love it. But, you know, Brantford is, was, was like such a generous person with me. I mean, to this day, but especially when I was younger. I remember he came and played. I met him when he was playing with Winton, Kenny Kirkland, with that original group, and I was just a punk kid. And, um... Then he came back like the next year, or maybe two years later. It was shortly thereafter with Sting. Sting had that great band, yeah. you know, with uh, Omar Hakim and yeah, yeah. Branford, Kenny Kirkland, uh, Daryl Jones on bass. And when he broke off, I mean, it was a big deal because he broke up with the police yeah. and went out solo. Is that legal? Even <laughs> he broke up with the not the jazz police, yeah. just the regular right. police, the British police. But uh, when Branford came back, I don't know how. Some I must have had his number. I mean, there was no cell phone. Something. I guess I called him at the hotel. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I remember you come out of the hotel. And I came down and brought a couple of musicians, friends. He got us all tickets to the show. At the, it was at the Muni. Oh, cool. At the Muni, wow. when they used to have shows still outdoors, big amphitheater, and, like, backstage passes. And we're Sweet. back there, you know, got to meet Sting and stuff. Who I would work with years later. <laughs> Don't know if he remembered me, though. <laughs> um, but, you know... Branford's always been but then he's always he loves to be controversial. like he's a master marketer. yeah you know what i mean he's, like he loves it he like knows what he's doing but i mean he says stuff that he believes in like yeah no that. he's real that's the problem yeah <laughs> he's completely
1: real <laughs> no filter no filter but it works for him it really yeah. does i'm just gonna just a, just a little bit um
0: oh
1: okay what i've learned from my students is that
0: students today
1: are completely full of shit <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brantford.
0: Mike, drop. Thank you, Brantford, yeah. for just being you, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. The best. Well, I think that's good. I think we covered some good ones. We hit a little controversy. We hit a little education. I think that Keith Jarrett one that we started with. I guess we can do I can do a quick run through here. I know we're going to have links on the site, too. Yeah, you so know, actually,
1: to... maybe not on the site. You know what we should do? We should have Rachel put these in the newsletter. So oh. if you sign up for our newsletter. Right then uh, you can get some links to these interviews.
0: That's right. Yeah. So and in order to sign up for a newsletter, just go to youllhearit.com. There's That's right. Nice little link there. Yeah. We won't spam you. Well, we'll spam you with a weekly newsletter if you consider yeah. that spam. Yeah, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. um, good. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back to that Keith Jarrett. Um, Super interesting then. Yeah. Just,
1: just to hear him talk about his piano is yeah. really, really fascinating.
0: Good, good. So we've got um, – I think tomorrow we'll go over some of our uh, ratings and reviews just to kind of let people – think about that between now and tomorrow. Yeah, you know, so
1: if you want to be a part of it, maybe go re-recording your movie right now.
0: Yeah, hello. Why are we getting so quiet and intimate? Well, I don't know. The (laughs) podcast just got a little... Podcast closing in on us. All right, well, you'll hear it.